bearded. Biomed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an all-new episode of the Bearded Biomed. Today, I'm going to take it back to the beginning, where it all started. Just be in the microphone and you listening. Now, I have absolutely enjoyed the cornucopia of guests that I've had on thus far with the amount of knowledge shared, the discussions had, and just the subject matter experts in the particular areas of the field that they have really brought their wisdom, their experiences to the table for myself and for the listeners uh, has really been appreciated. And I thank every single one of y'all for being on. Now, don't be alarmed. The flux of guests coming into the Beard of Biomed podcast will never change. I'm always going to be bringing on interesting people within the field to discuss all things Biomed. I just miss talking to you guys, uh, talking into the microphone, relaying my feelings, experience, grievances, knowledge, whatever I feel like doing. Today is that day. If you have not registered for any of the upcoming expos, conferences, what have you, I am going to be at the MD Expo April 11th through the 13th. I'm really excited. It's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. It's their 20th anniversary. I'm going to be doing a show there. So if you are, in fact, going, come hang out at the table. Say hi. If you want to sit down, do a little bit of the podcast with me, feel free. That's what I'm there for, just to sit down, hang out with you guys, and just you know chat it up, all things Biomed. It's going to be amazing. I also plan on being at the Amy Expo coming up in June, probably hanging out with Carrie Stevens and them at the 24-7 Magazine table and uh, taking all the Amy Expo experience in and just probably going to do a podcast um, either during my time there or afterwards, just talking about it and some of the interesting information that was shared. So again, I encourage you to go to one, if not both of these and uh, say hi. Anywho, I did have topics I wanted to discuss. I actually had a full episode recorded before this and my computer crashed and I lost everything in regards to that episode. And it was frustrating. We're going to do a smaller shortcut version of that because I do not have the emotional fortitude to go through it all over again. But this is what I want to touch on. Retention, as we know, is an ongoing issue within our field simply because our field's small in general. So competition is a real thing. There's the saying that goes, if you can hold on to your technician uh, usually after the first year, you're more likely to hold on to them. But I want to ask, why is retention an issue in our field to begin with? And to me, there's a few things that come to mind. One is pay. Um, I'm always going to champion that we get paid more. And after discussing with uh, Carrie about the regional disparities when it comes to pay for that particular region and thinking about the pay gaps between senior level and everything else. Always think we need to get paid more. And pay is a very huge incentive when it comes to us biomeds. Pay your technicians more if you have the ability to, and obviously if they have the credentials, the experience, and they're meeting the workload. If they're doing more work, than what a standard technician of their caliber or their actual title is doing, then they should get paid more. My workload has increased every single year since then for me starting with my company. I would assume that I should get representable pay for the work that I'm doing. We shall see come performance review time, but I'm looking pretty good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Next thing for retention is what are the benefit packages? 
is your company offering 401k dental tuition reimbursement? Think of the simple fact that not every biomed organization out there is doing certificate reimbursement. So if a technician has the wherewithal to go out, complete a CBET, CRES, CHTM, CIS, A+, M+, S+, project management certification, I don't give a damn what it is. If they're investing their time, their money to do that certification and pass it, I would assume that it's only right that you guys reimburse them as either the medical facility for completing that and bringing further value to your organization. So if you're not doing that, why not? Besides certifications, we also have degree programs, tuition assistance. I think one of the big reasons that the military retains their soldiers are the fact that they pay for college. I initially got my associate's degree while in the military. I'm not saying that your company should fully pay for the entire degree of that technician. Doing some compensation package where you're either paying for their books or paying a certain percentage of a class, like there's a lot you can do to help provide benefit, especially for our newer technicians entering the field, either through the apprenticeship program or our new grads that just completed and they want to continue their education, perhaps into a bachelor's for electrical or mechanical engineering, a bachelor's in management, provide incentive for these technicians to continue their education and improve themselves, bring more value to your company. As a technician, Every company is going to be a little bit different. Every person is going to be different. We all have different work uh, values. We all have different work types, different leadership styles that you're providing to your technicians. It all has to really mesh and work cohesively. I think one of the greatest tools that we have available to us, at least for managing technicians, is implying that you're out there looking for their best interests by giving them the tools to succeed, letting them know that you appreciate their value, their what they're bringing to patient care, patient safety. You'd be surprised what a simple thank you goes, um, especially for us since we don't get them all the time because a lot of people don't really know what we do. I think we are far less to admit as biomeds that a thank you can go a long way. I, I think, and this is in relation to burnout as well, a technician that feels valued, that feels like they're cared about, they're cared for, is more than likely going to stay with a company that really feels like you know they're investing in them for the long haul. Um, I've brought on plethora of people on the show thus far that really echo what I've been talking about and the fact that we have technicians with the median age of 50 and up that will probably be retiring within the next 10 to 20 years. And... To me, it doesn't really seem like the investment towards the younger echelon of biomeds is really taking place, whether through career advancement opportunities, which is another facet of retention, offering the ability for that technician to either move into a specialty tech four lead or to eventually work to take their manager's job through career advancement. What are we doing here? So we really need to sit down and invest in our future. Otherwise, it's going to be a very bleak and difficult time for the biomed field and meeting the demand, which we're already falling behind on meeting within the next six to eight years to begin with. And a lot of companies out there, too, to caveat for that, 
Are you providing bonuses or stock options? Anything that adds extra value. If a technician's going above and beyond, how are you rewarding them for going above and beyond for your company, which is making you more money than what you were projected to do with actual expected productivity. Another topic that comes to mind that I want to touch on a little bit is life cycle management. Medical facilities still have equipment that is so old that one, the manufacturer sent out end of life letters probably 5, 10, 15 years prior to when I'm calling them about this equipment. It leaves us biomeds in the position to where We either have to go searching through eBay to get parts or we can't get them at all. Or a third-party vendor has bought up whatever is left of those parts are charging so much money for this outdated modality that it's not worth even fixing it when you apply time, labor, and materials. But how do we effectively manage lifecycle management is a good way to get into this. Essentially, the equipment that you're taking care of those assets that you are managing within your medical facility, you should have clear understanding of, at least when you first acquire the equipment, what lifespan is it currently holding within the OEM infrastructure? Is it a supportable item that is going to be there for the far and foreseeable future? Or is it already on its near to last leg and you're buying something that's refurbished that obviously you're trying to meet budgetary constraints and I am all for it. Medical facilities in general have taken a rough hit, especially with COVID. We've had multiple critical access hospital closures that really have left a lot of communities without any medical care in that area. So I understand that you want to you know, manage your medical equipment expenditures to the utmost, and kudos for you being on top of that. But what a lot of facilities don't realize is that by you not taking the time to lay out where your equipment stands within its life cycle, what the parts currently are and what its economically feasible repair is going to be at that time and probably within the next few years, you're really doing a disservice to not only yourself but the patient and you're putting the biomed in a very tight spot to where Either we are very limited in assisting you in doing those repairs or maintaining that through either. And this isn't even considering through nowadays with cybersecurity. This is just simply from the aspect of replacing physical, tangible parts. Nowadays, when we're getting into the IT infrastructure and a lot more medical devices connecting to the network, that's just another component you have to understand as well. Obviously, with our larger flagship hospitals, I would fully imagine that life cycle management is taking place because we have senior level biomeds and a full biomed team that are really staying on top of this kind of thing. But uh, this is something that I have increasingly seen within the past five years or so, at least from a ISO standpoint is that a lot of these LTACs, ER, surgery centers, rural hospitals, isolated medical centers, that kind of stuff, doctor's clinics especially, they do not manage life cycle minimally or if at all. And if you want to get more minute about it, you could even dive into the battery management program aspect of it. Yes, a lot of this relies on the biomed keeping up to date with this stuff when it comes to doing preventive maintenance checks, ensuring that, you know, the batteries are running fully. I mean, I would assume that most biomeds are checking the efficiency of the batteries, 
what the dates of when they were first installed, when they were last checked, and having a clear understanding of when batteries are recommended to start being replaced per manufacturer uh, literature. This is all based on assumption, and not all places are the same. I guess that's just something I wanted to put in there. I will eventually probably do a fuller deep dive into lifecycle management, asset management. I'm probably going to end up bringing back on Dustin Smith to talk about vendor management for sure. There's so many crucial aspects of really diving into how medical facilities are effectively managing their equipment. And hopefully they're allowing the ISO biomed or even your internal biomeds that you hire, whether it be one or hopefully a few, you're allowing them the opportunity to really effectively manage what your life cycles of your equipment are and take into account what their recommendations are. I'm sure if you're a listener, you've probably seen my post about coming across a LifePack 7 or my discussions of speaking about the older Gomco uh, suctions, or I've come across some really, really old, like probably 30-year-old hypothermia units that are still in place. It's time for a wake-up call, people. I mean, yes, there is the ability. If it's serviceable, then why not? But What happens when that equipment becomes unserviceable? What is your plan of action then? Is it, are you going to be reactionary or are you going to be proactive? Now, I know I could have went into a far deeper dive, but those are just something that's been on my mind. And uh, I didn't want to leave y'all without an episode this week. Just wanted to speak my mind on a few things. I do have some really cool guests coming on the next couple of weeks. I got a biomed test equipment developer. It's going to come on and talk about this really cool piece of equipment they let me trial that I really think is a game changer. So be on the lookout for that within the next week or so. Also, I would love to hear any ideas that you, the listener, have for the show, whether uh, there's particular content points you would love me to either bring a particular guest on for, or if there's a subject that you would love me to go into detail in. If you want to branch outside of the box, uh, what are some interests that my fellow biomeds out there want to hear about? I would believe that most of us are nerdy, quirky enough to have some kind of hobby or anything that you know we could branch out to, discuss, share with, build a a community about a shared interest as well. I mean, obviously we all share the interest of biomed, but I mean, there's more to the biomed than just biomed. Uh, me, I'm a antique toy collector. I play retro video games. I obviously do this podcast. I'm a workout uh, fanatic. I mean, there's, there's a lot to me other than biomed and you know, if there's any, interest out there and to maybe branching in every now and then, you know, every other month or something, doing an episode on a particular hobby or maybe something interesting uh, that one of my biomed cohorts is doing. I'd love to share that. I mean, you think about uh, Tech Nation, they have a Shifting Gears article on, you know, something cool, uh, innovative, or just something neat that somebody's doing within the field. You know, I'd like to have an aspect of that on the show as well, to where we can just kind of share in, you know, relevant interests uh, that we all kind of have. So, of course, if anybody ever wants to talk about video games with me, because uh, that is a huge passion of mine, I have a massive collection. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'm sure we could do something on, on that as well. Anywho, to get back to 
the relevanceness of the Bearded Biomed podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, if you are going to be at the MD Expo, check me out. Amy uh, Conference, check me out. As always, I hope you have a great day and may the beard be with you. Bearded. Biomed. <laughs>